Hello, this is Hilda. Hilda is your relationship enthusiast, a storyteller, and Hilda is an agony aunt. Good morning. Today is Tuesday. I think the 20th, is it 22nd or 23rd of April? I've had a lovely holiday. Uh, most of it was spent in bed, um, sleeping. <laughs> How was yours? Great, great, great. Okay, today's topic... I think is an offshoot of uh, my Easter message. If you haven't listened to Hilda's Easter message, I think you should when you're done with listening to this one. Today's topic is about in Niger people and feelings of entitlement. Um, I've had discussions with uh, friends. In fact, we've talked about this time and time without number. Um, the complaint from the men is that Niger women, the complaint from Niger men, is that Niger women always feel entitled. Um, they do things, um, they do things feeling that it's their right. Uh, the expectation, there's a very big expectation on the part of women that men should do certain things for them. Um, for the men too, well, on the side of the women, Niger women also feel, have their grouses too with the Niger men about this feeling of entitlement. So, um, as I usually say, if you have any comments to make, um, you want to give me feedback, um, you, you, you just have your own, you have your own opinion, you know, please feel free to download Anchor and, um, make a comment there's a button somewhere you know where you can make a comment or if you prefer to write you can send me an email at hilda's shoulder for you at gmail.com the four is figure four and the u is letter u okay so now why do we feel niger people why do we feel entitled i like if you've been listening to my podcast i like to always go back in time you know in education they say you move from the known to the unknown so I will also add that if you want to project into the future it's wise to look back at what the case was what history says and then you can make a projection you can learn from your mistakes in 1882 there was something called the MWPA the Married Women's Property act that was um, enacted in England. Uh, Hither to that, married women, I think I've spoken about this briefly in one of my other podcasts, married women could not own property in their own name and in fact they were treated as, you know, what the act, the, the spirit of the act calls them uh, chattels, that they were, chattels are, chattels of course is property, you know, like buildings and things of that nature. So women were inheritable, let's put it that way. So after this act came into being, came into force in 1882, women were allowed to own their own property in their own name and they could also inherit from their, you know, from their fathers. So they were just, in England, it was pretty much like what goes on here in Africa. We're in some, some, some uh, ethnic groups in Nigeria. A woman doesn't inherit from her father you know, and property, family property devolves to 
the sons. In some cultures, most of the property goes to the first one. Anyway, that's enough of the history lesson. So now in Nigeria, I mean, a lot of our law is based on, uh, our law is a copycat of the English law. So a lot of the things you find in English law, uh, the position of the law as far as, um, you know, as far as uh, the Nigerian position is. So it means that Nigerian women to have a right to property. It means they can buy property in their own name. Now, there is no distinction between a married or a single woman. So a single woman can do as she pleases. She can buy and sell and own property in her own name. And a married woman can do the same. Now, the idea of, you know, and this is very tricky, the idea of getting married um, where you hear that the man is supposed to leave his family or indeed has left his mother and father and has cleaved to his wife and the two twins shall be, and I underline this, one flesh. I find it very interesting, the issue of um, unity, the issue of fusing two different people from two different backgrounds, two different values, two different outlooks, with two different many things. Fusing these two different people with two different DNA combinations, fusing them into one, is not humanly possible. I mean, we've been told that even twins, identical twins, cannot be identical in personality. They can be identical physically, but not personality-wise. So I'm wondering how a woman that has a different background and different outlook to life and all of that I have mentioned before will be fused with her husband and both of them will act like one being. Well, spiritually speaking, I'm not going to go down that route to start to argue about the vision of marriage and all of that. Mm-mm. Not interested. I'm just saying that practically speaking, you're coming, two parties are coming into this marriage to, um, to be as one. I think it should be to be as one as much as possible. <laughs> because even with your siblings, your siblings who had the same training background as you, you know, we all grow up and we all turn out differently, you know. And if you believe in destiny, we all have different destinies, so it's not possible. But one thing I find very interesting is the issue of, um, is the way we all treat property. I know that growing up, I heard a lot of my uh, older, my mom, my aunts, and the rest of them, I mean, maybe they're having a gist or a gossip about somebody, a married woman that bought property in the name of her husband, or bought assets in the name of her husband, or gave all her money to her husband. And I remember how they used to sit down and laugh and call the whoever it was names. Because in as much as we try to say that because we are married, everything that we buy is jointly owned, you still find people, uh, couples, spouses, being afraid of the inevitable, being afraid of the unimaginable. Supposing um, 
I buy property in the name of my wife or whatever and at the end of the day maybe after 10 years or how many years she falls in love with someone and decides to run away and meanwhile she's taking away all of my wealth and for the woman it's more or less the same thing oh, maybe instead of buying ABCD in our joint names I'd rather have it in my name because if I die tomorrow some strange woman will come in and enjoy all that I have sweated for and she'll probably not treat my kids well so we have all these little negative thoughts floating around in our minds and of course we see a lot of things happening in society you know when we hear that a woman has loved her husband wholeheartedly and whatever and you know it all goes awry so i just wonder why can't we just it's either you do a prenup <laughs> in which case okay if you say you love me yeah, you should love me without my earthly belongings. If that's fine with you, then we can walk down the aisle. But then again, I really don't see anything wrong again with buying joint property. It depends on it depends on how how close and how honest you both are, you know. And um, yeah, I think so. Um, in Nigeria, it's really very difficult. Um, we, men and women go through a lot, but it happens. We've seen couples who have been very honest with themselves, have no secret accounts, do everything together, seek each other's permission before they touch each other's stuff. And, and it works, but it's very rare. It's not a very common thing. Okay, back to the feelings of entitlement. Sorry, I strayed a bit. Um... For the women, I think our expectation... Okay, let me start from when you're dating. You're, you're newly dating somebody. Is that correct? Okay, let me start from when you start dating someone new. Well, it starts like this. Maybe you live alone, maybe. You have a little room to yourself. And you've passed the phase of... Maybe you met him on social media or not. Or you were introduced to him. And you've passed this, the phase of... What do you like? What are your favorite colors? Um, what kind of songs do you like? You know, all that introductory, initial getting to know you period, and you now want to move to the next level. So it's probably it's probable that he comes to your place or you go to his place. Now, the more you go to his place, the more you feel that this is my guy. Maybe you see one or two things in his room. And because you are now, uh, you want to express your your tentacles to show that this is my guy. Maybe you take one or two things, or you go to his room and see something you like and take it, take it home. Maybe, you know, I'm just using that as a very pedestrian example. And um, maybe you even see money, and you need to buy something, and without asking for it, you just take the money. And do whatever, and maybe when you remember, you send him with Oh, honey, I took um, 2000 I needed to pay ABC, you know. And in the case of the man, too, you know, we have such things. The man, too, probably does the same thing, you know, or he just comes over without saying he's coming over. A lot of people just take that for granted and they just feel that, well, for God's sake, we're dating. Why should I tell you each time I'm coming, you know? The truth is that it doesn't all go well for every single person. Some people are really very into themselves and they love their 
freedom. So one of the things that goes out of the window once people start dating and start feeling like, well, I'm entitled to this. After all, is she not my babe? Um, she must do some certain things. It is my right as her boyfriend. Are you God? <laughs> and for the woman, you know, the woman starts to feel at some point that, well, ah, this guy is rich enough. I should be on his payroll. It's my right as his girlfriend. Did you create him? Are you his mother? <sighs> I think at a point when the relationship goes on like this, uh, this feeling of this is what you owe me, it is an obligation. All the things that we do for each other as um, uh, lovers or spouses, they are all privileges. Even in a marriage, I would say, they say so that they are privileges. Yes, the law says that they are right, that okay, you owe your wife a duty to feed her, clothe her. It's not even the law, you know, it's the church or the mosque or whatever the face, but they are all privileges. Because even if you take care of your wife, there is no rule that says that you must, she must eat caviar and champagne. The rule is that she must eat basic, you understand? So, if we try to rewire ourselves... And to go back to the pre-initial uh, dating period when we were asking, can I, can I borrow your car? Not just to go into your boyfriend, maybe you know, your boyfriend or your, when your husband has three or four cars and you just take the keys and it's just assumed that it's okay with him. It might not be okay with him. It just might not be. So sometimes those little things, giving this other person that respect and then, recognizing the fact that whatever is theirs is theirs it is still theirs it may say mr and mrs but somebody paid for it. he probably paid for it or she paid for it so it's good to give that person that kind of respect it makes the person realize that oh well this person acknowledges that this is for us i bought it is giving me she or she is giving me that kind of respect and then it makes this, you know, it makes the first person feel that this person is not just into my things, but into me, you know, and it makes the other person relax and trust the more. But if at each point in time you have a girlfriend or a guy that is always taking your stuff irrespective because he believes that, are we not one? And probably the guy doesn't even have a fathing to his name. I mean, after a while, feelings of discontent and anger and bitterness begin to creep in even in a marriage you know and one party feels it's giving too much and the other party is just taking taking and taking you start having issues and one party decides that well instead of this person to have access to my abc i'm going to hide some of it put it away somewhere go open an account because this other person is taking me for granted some of us feel that when you meet a new guy, uh, well, uh, the next thing is you drop a list of demands to give the man because you feel that, well, for him to come to you, he must be ready to pay the bills. It depends on the type of woman you are. But again, he is not a necessity that a man does that. And a man too should not expect that because a girl has said yes to you, you can come anytime, just be jumping on top of her, make, making love to her as you wish, as if you paid for it. So, 
those are the things I can think of off the top of my head. But we should just the idea is that there's nothing like it is my right here. Yeah, I know the married people will argue that no no, a husband must look after his wife. A wife must yeah, I, I know, but when it comes to things, belongings, we should still give that deferring that respect to the other person. We shouldn't just take it for granted that because we are married to them that we don't have a right to the use of their own item. Haba. So, um, if you have any comments, you have anything to add, please, like I said before, you write me, send me an email. Um, Hilda's Shoulder is on Instagram, Facebook, and on Twitter. If you want, if you like to read um, relationship fiction, uh, poetry, and all the other stuff I do, then you should visit my blog. It's www.hildasshoulder.com.ng. The Hilda's shoulder is spelled H I L D A S S H O U D E R. Yes, Hilda's shoulder. So I'm dying to hear from you. Till I chat with you again, it's bye bye.